By whom? The sand police? If you keep being so polite, you'll force me to give you all my fishes. I can see you're a very clever woman. Is there anything else I can do for you while I'm waiting to get arrested? Sell me that fish. What? I want that fish, so sell it to me. Fuck off and bother some other bullshit wreck sailor. <laughs> I'll give you a hundred dollars. Two hundred. Okay, I'll give you five hundred dollars for just half of the fish. If you're hungry, bake a cake. All right, this is my final offer. I'll give you $1,000 and my gold bracelet. Take it, okay? Now give me some fish. I'm not interested. There are some things in life that can't be bought. And these fishes, it's one of them. But I'm hurt and I need to eat. My name is Adam. I'm Melissa. And this is Below Freezing, a podcast in which we talk about films that have a Rotten Tomato score of 32% or less. And, uh, oh man, <laughs> we, we you might say that uh, we, 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 well, do you want to make the, the title joke? We've been swept we've away. Literally swept away <laughs> by this movie. I don't even know exactly how to talk about it, but we will. We will get into it here in a second. Um, uh, before we talk about <laughs> swept away, uh, just a couple of things really quick off the bat. Um, you know, in the, in the midst of uh, you know, for those of you who listen, we we live in Snohomish County in Washington State, and we are moving into phase two, which means that where Melissa works is starting to ramp up, um, getting back into uh, being open and uh, uh, and having people come and visit your establishment. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm in the midst of finals for what I'm teaching. And anyways, we're busy people. And, and it's weird because we've just been homebodies and we've gotten used to this routine and now going out of it is a very, I don't know. It's a new, it feels foreign. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, so we're, we're going to continue to do our best to do, to do these every other week. Um, the fact that we're doing it today is a good sign because this was a particular busy day for you. Melissa. Yeah. So uh, um, my store opens in one day. <laughs> um, and, and the other thing too, uh, just to get the, you know, away from the chuckles before, you know, we launch into it. Um, we realized how ultimately unimportant this podcast is, uh, with everything going on in the world right now in regards to black lives matter and in regards to the coronavirus and, uh, all I think we want to say just right at the top is just this is where we just want to get people to laugh a little bit. We are by no means negating what's going on in the world or trying to uh, like, to, oh, just brush it aside. We get that it's going on and it's very important. And this is just us trying to talk about a shitty movie and, and hopefully bring a smile to your face. Just if not just momentarily. <laughs> so um, our for thoughts- the. 10 minutes we'll talk about this movie yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> um so anyways okay uh let's launch into it now technically i picked this movie now this movie came up a few weeks ago when we were talking about showtime and i said that this lost worst picture to swept away and i said the madonna film and you're like what the fuck are you talking about yeah like, madonna we have this movie and you're like what so th- that's where this came from this was a whole like how have you not heard of this movie like i was surprised that you hadn't heard of this movie no so I can't. I really can't wait to talk about like who was involved and what happened. So, this movie is written and directed by Guy Ritchie. Now, you, oh, now you mentioned a couple of things during the filming of this movie. I did. Do you want me to say them? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, first I said um, this had to have been written by a guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there are some very hard reasons as to why that wow. is. But yes, um, and then. It was like midway through the movie, I, I made a comment on, um, or maybe, yeah, I was like, Madonna, 
Madonna put money behind this, didn't she? Like, I just had a feeling she put money behind this movie. Now, I don't know if she put money behind it, but for a time and during this period is, was when she was married to Guy Ritchie. So I didn't even know she was married to Guy Ritchie. Yes, for a, for a brief period of time, she was married to Guy Ritchie. Wow. So not shocked that he did this movie. Now, well, in that sense, because they, they were married. But here's the thing. Guy Ritchie's style of film is not this. He did Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. He did Snatch. He did the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, like I feel like you say Guy Ritchie and I'm like, I think I like his movies. Yeah, he's got a, a, a different kind of frenetic style to him. And, and I do too. I mean, I don't like all of them. But for the most part, I, I dig what he's doing. Um, I don't know what the fuck this is. I, I'm just genuinely confused. I felt like in times during this movie, somebody in film school... And I think I'm actually like diminishing the people in film school. Somebody <laughs> in like high school video productions or something filmed this. The weird things that the camera was doing and like how sloppy or messy it was just reminded me of like if if I had a video camera, I probably would have done. <laughs> well, and I, it, it's like Guy Ritchie not quite letting go of what his style is because he's he's got a, a he's definitely got a, a style of his own. Yeah, but this movie doesn't support that style, and so making this movie in in his style just, it just doesn't work. Um, before we launch into the cast, uh, let me tell you about what we what we drank tonight. We actually drank two different wines because Melissa was on the white wine, and I was on the red wine. So Melissa had a uh, Gewürztraminer uh, from a, a, a California Fetzer. winery. <laughs> I don't know until I say it right. I no, I, Fe, Fetzer, yes. Fetzer. <laughs> there was just, there was a lot of oomph behind that. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for Sorry. it. Um, and then I was having a uh, bold red blend uh, from 14 hands. They call 14 it. hands. Oh my God. <laughs> You just spiked the levels there. Oh, tonight. Yeah, half our audience oh, went deaf just right then. Um, sorry, guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we need much more of an NPR voice. We need to talk like this. Okay. Very serious. We're talking about a very serious movie. Um, so, uh, okay. So, we'd already mentioned Madonna is in this movie. She plays Amber Layton. Um, Adriano Gian Giannini, that's his name, plays Giuseppe Esposito or PP or whatever the hell she calls him throughout the movie. Guido, very nice, very good Italian stereotypes yeah. going through here. Um, Bruce Greenwood plays Tony, that is her husband. And then their friends, and I use what this word. What an eclectic. I, I use this word loosely because I don't think these people are friends at all. But like actually, like like Jean Triplehorn is in this movie. She plays Marina. Elizabeth Banks is in this movie. She plays Debbie. Poor uh, Debbie. My, my <laughs> So uh, mean to Debbie. Michael Beatty plays Todd and David Thornton plays Michael. Those that rounds out the uh, the other couples. I didn't write in anybody else because because at the end of the day, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so accolades. I already mentioned that this was the a worst. big a big winner, and by winner I mean loser. Yeah. At the Razzies, here's what it won. It won worst picture. It won worst actress yes. now technically madonna tied with another singer turned actress this year with britney spears oh, oh. for crossroads that wasn't a bad movie i'm sure it was actually <laughs> um uh, our our good friend uh adriano giannini was nominated but we talked about who won that last time which is roberto benini for that bad pinocchio movie uh this also won um worst screen couple worst Remake or sequel. Now, I'm sure you're wondering how and why what? that is. I will get into that in a second. Um, it also won Worst Director. It it um, it lost Worst Screenplay to uh, the second prequel trilogy for uh, the Star Wars movies, The Attack of the Clones. Here's something else, though. What a bad year for Madonna. Madonna also won Worst Supporting Actress for Die Another Day. Um, so just not an oh. overall, not a good year for her I mean, wanting should, to be She should an maybe stick to um, singing. I, so I didn't know. So, you know, I, on, on the other show that I do, we talk about the IMDb top 250. The IMDb also has a bottom rated list. I didn't know this. Oh my God. So this is rated number 91 uh, on the like worst films. Would you like to hear the top five? Okay. A lot of these I haven't even heard of. Have I? Well, five we've seen. Okay. Five is Birdemic. Okay. That was... 
enjoyable. Uh, enjoyable bad. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Number four is something I've never never heard of. It's called Codename Cause. K-O-Z. I don't know what that means. No. I've heard of this next one. I know nothing about it. Number three is Manos Hand of Fate. What? No idea. Yeah. The second one is the sec is the sequel to Baby Geniuses, Super Geniuses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the lowest rated movie uh, on the IMDb bottom rated list is Disaster Movie, uh, which is in that slew of. Um, didn't we watch that? No. I've never seen that. I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, I just thought that was. I didn't realize they had a bottom rated That's list. That's crazy. So that made me. That made me chuckle. Um, box office wise, oh man, did this movie fucking tank oh god bad okay so this movie had a, an estimated budget of about 10 million dollars which actually isn't that bad for a movie like this opening weekend in the united states it made three hundred and fifty thousand dollars dang it's 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 accumulated u.s gross six hundred thousand dollars okay worldwide it barely broke over one million. It only made back a tenth of its Ooh. budget. I looked this up. It was the two hundred and seventy-eighth highest grossing film that year. That's how bad wow. this movie did. Like, like fucking terrible. Um, we mentioned earlier uh, that this is a remake. It is. It is a remake of Lena Vertmiller's nineteen seventy-four Italian film of the same name. Funnily enough, Adriano Giannini plays the role that his dad, Giancarlo Giannini, played in the original film. That's, I thought that was kind of neat in a way. Okay. Um, but So I, I pulled Roger Ebert's review partially because they mentioned that originally he gave, Roger Ebert gave the original film four out of four stars. Oh. He gave this one one. I have the first paragraph and then the last paragraph okay. of the review. The first paragraph is just a night. He, he has really great opening. He says, Swept Away is a deserted island movie during which I desperately wished the characters had chosen one movie to take along if they were stranded on a desert island and we were shown that instead of this one, which I like. And then the, um, <laughs> here's, this is the last paragraph. This ending is particularly unsatisfactory, depend, uh, depending as it does on contrived irony that avoids all of the emotional issues on the table. If I have come this far with these two drips and sailed with them and been shipwrecked with them and listened to their tiresome conversations, I demand that they arrive at some conclusion more rewarding than a misunderstanding based on a misdelivered letter. This story was about something when Vert Muller directed it, but now it's not about any anything at all it's lost the politics and the social observation and become just another situation romance about a couple of saps stuck in an inarticulate screenplay yes I, now i want to see the first one i was one. just going to say that review makes me go wow i i wonder really what what got missed in making the okay, sequel. so now we will have to watch that eventually. I, i'm totally down to find it We've come to our favorite part of the show, which is where Melissa tries to guess the critical and audience score. Let me read you the synopsis okay. or the little bit that it gets muddled and lacking the politi- <laughs> wait muddled and lacking the political context of the original. Swept away offers further proof that Madonna can't act. Okay. <laughs> what do you want first, critical or audience? Well, it's, well, we'll do critical and then audience. Okay, so critical, I'm giving it a nine percent. Okay. Audience. Because Madonna has fans, I'm giving it a 21. Not bad. You you've rebounded. Really? I think you've gotten pretty close. You said nine for critical. Yes. Five. Okay. So even worse. That I. And yes. You, you said 21. Yeah. For it was 28 for the oh, audience. Oh, okay. I was so, in the. Yeah, definitely in the ballpark. Okay. Very much so. And I and I always like I always like when we pick a movie where uh, both scores would have been applicable for the for the parameters <laughs> of our show. Um, let me give you just a little bit of, um, I guess, interesting, um, tidbits before I already mentioned that this is a, a remake. Um, uh, Madonna had like just come off of tour. She was doing, um, uh, the drowned world tour, uh, two weeks prior to filming. So she got done doing a world tour and then went right to set. So yeah, you can, you can see that she, um, she was exhausted. Okay. She was just like getting ready for the part. 
Yeah. Right. Um, she looked tired in she, it. She, she looked tired, but also somehow like on roids. Every time oh she just was God. standing there, she had veins popping out of her I, arms. I was like, I was intimidated physically and also concerned with her health. Very <laughs> much so throughout the, the, the filming uh, from what I could see. Um, uh, so later, so <laughs> Guy Ritchie reportedly later said uh, when asked why he cast Madonna in the movie, his response was because she was cheap and available. So I'm assuming no lost love between those two. Oh. Um, to this date, this is Madonna's last starring role. Um, so Aww. we might we might go so far to say that this was the movie that kind of made her go. I maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Um, two other things that I think was I think is interesting. Jennifer Aniston turned down the role of Marina. Now that was the Gene Triplehorn role. Uh, good job, Jennifer Aniston, yeah. for sidestepping this landmine. And this was 2002. Like Friends was still a thing. Like this was at the height of her. Yeah. That this this could have honestly done Killed some her. major damage. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I do I love this so much when the studio screened. Uh, this version of Swept Away for Lena Vertmuller, who directed the original. Um, it is alleged that she left the theater at the end crying out, What did they do to my to what did they do to my movie? Why did they do this? <gasps> oh, we have to we have to watch the original. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Well, let's let's just bre- I mean, Ugh. actually, this is not too hard of a, of a of a movie to surmise. It's it's about these three couples, including Madonna and Bruce Greenwood, who are going on a uh, basically a boat trip from Greece to Italy. Um, uh, Madonna herself is very much a I'm just she's a rich bitch from the beginning. She is very rude to everybody. Everything has to be her way. Even even her husband and her friends at time, like the eye rolling, like they can't believe that she's being the way that she is. Um, she is in particularly she is rude to Giuseppe, um, Pepe or Pepe or you know he Pepe. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, Guido at her at her highest point. Um, uh, she's particularly rude to him. Um, and of course they have a lot of back and forth going on until ultimately uh when she asked to be taken out onto the dinghy and he's like, probably shouldn't do this. The tide's going out, the weather could change. And lo and behold, they get stuck and they end up on a deserted Island. And somehow, and I'm sure this will be the bulk of our conversation. Somehow they fall in love, despite the fact that they spent an entire boat trip, um, pissed at each other, her being particularly rude to him. And then on the Island, him slapping her Multiple pretty much times. sexually assaulting her at one point. And yet somehow Make, yeah. they fall in love and we're meant to feel really bad at the end when they can't be together. Now. Okay. Partway through the movie, when they're stranded on the Island, I asked Adam, how long, how much time do you think has passed? And you said two months tops. And I was like, that was my best Cu- guess. Couple weeks. By the end of the movie, one month. Maybe one month. Only one month. And everything that was happening was kind of like, I I don't know. I was just like, okay, this should have been like a nine-monther. Like nine months went by. And somehow you guys, what is it called when you, um, gosh, it's like you get kidnapped and then they're like. Oh, Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. Yes. Like. Then maybe I would believe she got Stockholm syndrome from him. And like, I, I think that this is a deceptively um, articulate story about Stockholm syndrome. It, it has to be Ugh. because 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 I cannot and I I do not buy this relationship not for a fucking second. No, no. I so and the okay. She is she is a bitch. From the beginning. And then you feel for him kind of because you're like, wow, he's first of all on this boat. He is the only one serving yeah. the the people on this boat. Which, <laughs> which ultimately actually isn't even true. I don't know if you noticed, but right, bef- right before um, they, they go out on the boat together, Gene Triplehorn is still on the boat. And there's some like beefed up Italian dude. Just like working on the boat. Yes. But he but he's not one of the cooks. So it's not just the captain and the two cooks and Giuseppe. There's still there's somebody else and it's this like oiled up like like model guy. I don't know. And I, I don't I like But we never saw him before. I, it's weird. It Yeah, it was just um and 
sorry, my brain, I don't even know how to compile all my thoughts about this movie. So I, I have one thought I, I really wanted to bring up, especially because we've, we've watched some of these movies recently. So um, about almost about a week ago today, we watched uh, Apocalypto. And um, I don't remember the name of like the really like the dick bad guy that's trying to really kill him at the end. But then the next day we watched Last of the Mohicans, which fucking like I can't recommend that movie enough. And Magua is the the guy um, who's trying to kill Monroe and his daughters. And and like it's like he, he dies at the end of the movie and it's, it's satisfactory because he's kind of being a dick. But I wrote down at one point, I go, I can't remember the last movie I watched in which I wanted a character to die so much. And I wanted Madonna's character to come to a very, a very awful end. I, I just, her, her behavior. And I, and maybe, maybe it's, I'm, I'm, I'm this, maybe this is a, an actually a romantic comedy with a downbeat ending. And I'm supposed to see all of this, um, all of her behavior at the beginning as like funny Right, because oh, look how rude she's being, and it, it just makes the turn on the island bigger. But like, I, I'm sorry. I okay. She's just a bitch. I knew nothing about this movie, so starting out, and then seeing that, and they're on a boat, and she's really mean, and you know, so over the top rude, to and then, okay, clearly they were not friends. These people, you could tell, <laughs> they would never hang out with each other in real life. You know, like the husbands maybe are coworkers. That's, that's you know what I mean. That's kind of the vibe I had, yeah. Um, for somebody not to speak up and go, you are out of line. Like they never did that, so they're all bad. But um, <laughs> I was watching this and I'm like, okay, are they stealing the whole plot to overboard? You know what I mean? Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a funny movie. It's funny. It's a romantic comedy. You have like the really mean rich woman and, you know, whatever. Definitely like I thought that's where it was going. (laughs) And then you get on this island and God, you just you almost need to explain, Adam, like what happens on this island and how it switches from like her being the mean one to then him. So so it's it's well, it's and it's pretty immediate. They 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 find this this uh, abandoned island and they get there and she's still trying to kind of boss him around and clearly he's he's at home on this island like he's not like he's a fisherman he's clearly a man who's been around these islands islands like this and he knows how to fish he knows how to sew he he's not very concerned about being rescued because he he knows how to fish he knows how to make fire like he he's not concerned about the outcome of this so when when she keeps giving him shit, he's like, okay, basically it's like, fuck you. I'm gonna go off and and be fine, and you can struggle. And so that they leave. Eventually, she finds where he is. We've got to come back to talk about the shack. We, we do have to. Um, but she finds him and uh, basically is like steals his water. But he comes out. I actually it was very funny. The 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 the, the physical comedy of him coming out with a fish and then a lobster on a spear. And her being like, she thought like, I drank your water, ha ha ha, fuck you. And then he's got like, like dinner for like a couple of days on yeah. a stick. I thought that was funny. But then it's such a huge shift where he's like, no, 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 you will call me master. You will clean for me. You will do all these things. If, and I might consider giving you food. And then when she's like, I'm not going to do that. He fucking slaps her. Twice. Oh, and that's, and that's just twice in this moment. And then the he, he next scene, later. then he like kicks her mm-hmm. down on the ground. It's so, and you have to call me this and you have to call me this. And she immediately kind of changes. Now here's where start, my problem really started was, so she's changing where she's now calling him master and doing what he is, even though he's still making her sleep outside by herself and all this stuff. Any conversation, they, that's the thing. They don't have any conversations. So like when all of a sudden she and him are now kissing and like having, a, there's, there's no conversations. There's nothing that make them start to fall in love with each other. Other than the only times you get this idea that he likes her is in these weird moments where the camera slows down. He turns his head and he's, like gazing at her and then 
She's stern. Her arms are stick straight and like she's got veins popping from her arms. <laughs> and then she turns her head and she's just got bitch face. And it's like that is the moment where he's like, Ah, I love her. Well, like in his head. There's this there's this idea in film of they call them plants of payoffs. Like something is planted early on in the movie that ultimately is going to pay off. I'm like, oh, I get it. This is coming full circle. And like the only thing that I can think of is that moment when Giuseppe catches the two other guys looking at all the women laying down sunbathing. And he's like, No, you can't do this. And then we ultimately see that he is checking Madonna out which is kind of juvenile and sad. But like, if we're meant to believe that he has feelings for her, I don't get that. Because what I'm, what I'm seeing there is somebody maybe like stuck at sea and is kind of horny, but I don't see anybody falling in love. I don't, right. I don't see the seeds yeah. of love. And what doesn't work, and you kind of brushed over this, so I want to give this a little more attention, is he at one point pins himself on top of her. It looks like he is going to rape her. Oh, after he chases her. Y- yes. And yes. then, and then proceeds to be like, no, it's when I say, you know, we will be in love before this happens. And like, and then she, awkward. she comes back to him and then there's the whole bit where she kisses his feet and then there's the love making. And then, oh, now, now they're doing fine. Now it's great. Oh yeah. And, and it's like, so that's why, like, f- f- like it is funny in, in like to think about it, but I also think like the Stockholm syndrome thing is like, like really like kind of pitch perfect no I really do believe I'm like this is I just didn't believe in a month that could happen but I've never been like kidnapped and I don't know maybe it only takes a few days to get Stockholm I I don't I I, it was just weird and that's that's actually if I feel like such like a serious topic but like you know when she's dependent on food and shelter and maybe maybe she you know, the, the mind's playing a trick on her and she actually believes that she loves him. I mean, so much so that earlier on she sees a boat and like goes to say something and then like ducks and like, oh no, she's, yeah. And so she's, she's reached uh, a level of comfort that it keeps her from doing it. And while I think what the movie is trying to tell us is that, oh, she's so in love with him. She doesn't want to risk ruining that by going back to the real world when actually I think I think it's Stockholm syndrome and she's just it, it's it's not real it's yeah oh my god so okay yes let's go back to they get on this deserted island they're fighting he has a really good like the the way she was still rude to him and you're like you're gonna do this and you're gonna do this and he's like uh no fuck you and then she's like she says something to him and he's like, fuck you, bitch, as he's walking away. And yeah. then she says something else and he's like, slut, and like just calling her names. The names are awful that he's calling her. But it was like, I finally was like, yeah, walk away from her because she is yeah, treating this, you like shit. Like this he, is pre-slap. So yes, it's like, we we want to hear because her Because you get feel ripped bad in. for him. Exactly. And so he's like, have fun. Sayonara. I'm going to go do my thing. Yeah. So he leaves, you know, um, and as they split up, so she's struggling. He somehow finds water and he's now drinking water. She's literally licking dry rocks, um, you know, as they're doing these split screens. He, he's, he, he comes out of these bushes and he finds a hut. I think hut is actually an, an understatement. This thing had a door. It, it, it had a, a pretty good roof. There was a bed in there. With blankets. This is just like kind of a really shitty uh, Airbnb like Wait, he okay so he finds it he knocks goes in they never mention anything about the hut or the house that he found and I just like multiple times in my notes I was like and what about the house where's the man or woman that was stranded like what about them and then you know at one point when they're in the, the little house together and they found, they randomly found some alcohol, some alcohol. And then I was like, do you, these are the most non-observant people. If they're stranded on an island, he's going through a little tiny, there wasn't a lot in this house. He picks up like three pots and pans and under those three pot and pa- pots and pans that you probably have used in the last month being stranded on an island, you find a bottle of alcohol and I don't know. I was just like. I really, I want to know. The story I want to know is, 
what about that first person? I want to know the person that first got stranded on that island and where are they now? Yeah, that's that's a that's a story that I think I would be more interested in in hearing. Yeah. Um, you know, it- I was looking for clues though. Like <laughs> once that once that house was found, I started looking for like, is there? I don't know. Is there going to be someone hiding? in the background we just will never see them but maybe there's somebody hiding there you know what really made me start doing that in movies is um the show house on haunted hill oh yeah yeah Uh, totally changing like subjects but or topics or whatever but you know how there were creepy things if you're not looking at it there were creepy things like randomly off in the corner so when i watch things now and if i see something that's weird i'm always looking Seeing like, oh, is that like a thing for Hollywood directors to do? It's like hide people in the, I don't know. Well, I do think that like production design in a way they do want, you know, they do want to make things feel as, as intentional as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and things, and things like the, the faces in the haunting of the hill house. Um, Oh, did I not even get it right? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. said house on haunted hill. Um, but like those are those are more obvious, but, but yeah, it, like, you know, things that are really unique to the, whatever that is, this, it, I, I felt like there was, there was so little thought put into the, the decisions that were made. Uh, I mean, the fact that there's no Madonna's character doesn't come up and go, you found a shack. There's no, there's nothing. There's no mention. At one of point it. it looks like, She's making a like shell wind chime as like a decoration for the place. What is happening? I, Stockholm. <laughs> I think we just nailed it. Early on, one of my first one of my first notes. <laughs> I think it's it's. I think it was at, around the time where, um, I want to make sure I got this right. Uh, where she's she's on the bicycle and she's smoking. I thought, why is this movie a thing? Why, why I, is this even something that's, that's, that exists? I, I, I wrote who works out like that and smokes with her, her scarf wrapped around her head like that too. And yeah. And it's like, it's so the, the, the characteristic that she get that she's been given for this character. It's, it's so crazy because I get I, I don't think she has to be as much of a bitch as she is for us to get the point, oh, this this woman comes from wealth. She she's used to things a certain way. But like she is just scowling and like sinister and like spiteful. So like And we don't find oh, that was okay. Later when she's on the beach with her love her new love yes of course and she's like i love you i don't want to go back um i hate my life i have a miserable life what why why do you have a miserable life because from what i saw of your husband he was very kind i mean a little distant but i probably would be distant to I, you too if you, you were acting like that like, you know for for you know early 50s men you could do worse than bruce greenwood He's not, yeah. He's, he, he's a handsome fella. I don't know. It, okay, I do have a question, and it was my only question I actually f- wrote down. Yes. I had a lot of questions, but this was the only one I wrote down. Sure. Why is the captain of the boat <laughs> always in the kitchen not working? I, you know, part of me, and, and, and I don't know if we missed this early on, but I think, I think the cruise is something of a like a shady like not like illegal but like ramshackled. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, like 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 a, a fisherman is like the steward yeah, of the yeah. boat I, and they keep like cuz they keep calling him captain is like, "Well, I'm not really a captain." And like I, I so I I think he's mo- I don't know. And like he's clearly like there's that there's that scene where the, they're all coming back from like land and like he's basically like helping all the women up by basically grabbing their asses and, and like putting his face in their beds. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was uh. like, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he, but he summed it up though. I think he knows the game. He's like, we act like idiots because they, they're rich and they have money. Yeah. At one point he actually, I think tells Bruce Greenwood, like, I like your money more. Yeah. <laughs> like I could see 
how they're, I just think different choices could have been made to make this movie go, oh, you're trying to, you know, tell us something about society or about class. Yeah. Yep. But right when he got, right when, you know, Guy Ritchie got right to the part where that's when you're supposed to like make a point, instead of making that point, he would go like far left and it wouldn't make sense or, you know what I mean? It's just well, kind of like... It, 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 the politics, the, I think, and you know, the, the idea of class, um, it's so exaggerated that it's not actually ever given a, a point of real focus. Like at no point on the island, I mean, besides the insults, do they have a real conversation about like why he's a fisherman or why she married him and like a discussion about, wow, we really are from two different classes. Like mm-hmm. we get, he says he's a fisherman. We get that. And we know that she comes from money. But it would have been one thing to have seen them have a conversation about it. And then, yeah. They never do. No. And that's why it's like, so it clearly wasn't important enough for them to have the conversation. So why should we care any more about it besides the fact that she, well, I'm not, you know, was very mean on the boat to him and now on the island because he knows how to do this. Now he's being mean to her. And I, it sucks because you mentioned this earlier that when, when she, you know, he walks away and he's like, you know, fuck you. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's good. And he goes, fuck you, bitch. And, and then he, the, the insults keep going. I, I enjoyed that moment because she was so mean to him on the boat that like when he starts hitting her, it's like, oh, now I can't even like you anymore. Oh. Because, and, but you want, I think like the idea is you, you, in a way you want to be on his side because he was treated so shit, so shittily on the boat. But then the way he's treating her, like I wouldn't, I honestly, I think, I don't think I would have even had minded like the him making her do chores or whatever to earn her food. But the violence was like, dude, what is this? Well, and yes, because he wasn't on the boat when she was being mean to him, he would go down, you know, like, okay. So he brought her, coffee and she's like what is in there and he's like it's coffee reheated coffee yeah and he's like well yes what else would it be i won't take that whatever so he goes back down to the kitchen and then the other guys are in the kitchen and he's like that bitch da, da, da. and he's like venting you yeah. know mm-hmm. I, oh that didn't even bother me because i was like okay yeah that is kind of a person's reaction when somebody is like kind of like that to them and then even on the island, the things they're deserted, they're, you know, and the things that she's saying to him, it's like, oh my God, come on, <laughs> you know? But yeah, right when they like got to that point and she's still being mean to him and then he hits her, it, we both went, oh, uh, it was just kind of like, okay, no, that's not, that's not how you do it. I mean... <laughs> Hello. No. You don't hit like that. <laughs> no. He was using the front of his hand. No, he needed stop he it. needed to backhand her. But it was so hard. And then I, was it not the next scene? He's chasing her down. I, it and was he's soon like, after. He's like, You're saying yes, you're saying yes. And he's like forcing her to say yes. And then when she does say yes, that's when he's like, No, I'm gonna I don't know. I I did check out at that moment because I was like, This is what is happening? This is just well, and at that point, you don't, I, I, you know, I don't, I guess I don't know how to say this. At that point, I now no longer care about our two leads at all. Yeah. And the movie could have ended with them like, uh, like, like walking and uh, an earthquake happens and they fall off of the ed- edge of a ravine and they die, which it, would honestly would have been more satisfactory so, than so the end of the movie. So this is got. what happens at the end. So they, they see a boat and... Madonna grabs his hand. She's like, do not, do not go on the boat. I want to stay here. I want to keep living this life. And he's like, no, if our love is real, we, we could go back to the real world. And, and you know, I want to know, I want to know our love is real. So they got on the boat and then her husband comes and then, um, you know, he ends up getting in contact with her while she's at the hotel. And he's like, I love you. I want to be with you. And she's like, leave me a note at the front desk. Anyways, that all happens. Yeah. This is where I got confused. So, okay. So he does go to the front desk. He leaves an envelope 
And he says to the lady at the front desk, he's like, only give this to her if she's alone. Mm -hmm. So Madonna comes down. She's like, is there a note for me? But then the lady doesn't give it to her because her husband's right behind her. Yep. So Madonna goes back upstairs. The husband is talking to her for a minute. And then he looks up into the the, the box box that is associated with their room. Mm -hmm. And he sees a red envelope. Okay. Which we know that is the envelope that the other guy left for Madonna. And then it cuts to the next scene where they're now getting into a helicopter, Madonna and her husband to leave. And this is the part that confused me was then the husband gives Madonna money Uh with the note. No. With the envelope. Uh, Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yes. And he goes, give that guy a tip Mm -hmm. and hands her the envelope. So you're with the money. So she hands it to him. Did the husband not read that note? Or are we supposed to think like he read it, he knows, and he's not going to let her go to him? So so I think now... I don't know if anybody followed. I I know we just watched this, so this should be more in our brains. But I think... I think in the envelope is actually not a note. I think it is the ring. It is just the ring. Sorry, that's what I mean. But like on the envelope, it said the last boat on the pier. last boat on yeah. boat on Pier Twenty Two. Yeah. Clearly, the husband got that envelope out of his box. Yeah. As a husband, if you get mail like that and you look at it and you read that it says. It's just a red envelope, and then it says that on the front of it. Would you not open it? Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I would. And I, then if you, you know. do open it, you find a, a engagement ring, basically. Yeah. And would you not question? So that was my thing. Was I was like, are we supposed to assume the husband read that? Well, he now is kept in, keeping it, and then as they're getting in the helicopter, he hands it to her because she noticed the envelope. Yes. I think that's his way of like, of, of like, you can't well, have him or something. Or, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, like, or, like I know. Cause oh. I don't, cause I don't think they've had a conversation about it. Right. Do you know what I mean? The, the, I want to take that one step further, which is when, when the, the, like the bellhop gives, goes down the pier and gives it back to Giuseppe. The way that he opens the envelope and has the ring come out, he almost seems befuddled that the ring was in there. Like, Wait, what? Yeah. Did he not recognize that it was his note to her? I don't know if he thought maybe she put, like, maybe took the ring out and put a note in it. I don't know. I I don't know. I I was very confused on how, and it happened, it all happened so fast. Yes. Until, until, until it didn't. And he was running in slow motion for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it ends where he's running in slow motion to the helicopter that has now taken off with Madonna and her husband. Mm -hmm. He's so mad. He's yelling. I'm pretty sure he's yelling. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's what it looks like to me. He then takes the ring and he throws it and it lands in the water. And then the credits. And then credits roll. Roll. I. I'm like. I don't know if we've had this conversation on the podcast, but for those of you who have seen Swept Away, um, I-, I will just say that the ending of Swept Away is the like the the perfect example of the kind of ending that Melissa fucking oh. hates. <laughs> I would have felt better if like Madonna turned her head just ever so slightly in the helicopter and sees that um, Pepe is running after it. She opens up the helicopter door, because I think you can do that, and falls out of it. So if like it her death? Or? Yes. And if, <laughs> if it ended like that, I would at least be like, oh, she did love him. Like, it's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of moment. Like, you have to die for love sometimes. I don't know. Sure. Y- yes. I don't know. Either that or... If we want to take this another, a better ending, I think, for this whole movie would be if we are thinking the whole Stockholm thing. Which I think we have to. Yeah. You know, Madonna in the end, she was the one that was like really somehow switched. And I feel like she was the one that had Stockholm syndrome. Oh, totally. And then in the end, you know, he's crying because he's like, I just want you back. You know, Mm -hmm. 
I think to make this a little better would be she's now up in the helicopter and she kind of like looks back and she gives her like bitch face and not crying because oh, she would she have been the one. She would have been the one that was really like, yeah, no, I ha- I don't know. That probably would have even been like a little bit. Wow. If anything, I think that would have just told more of like, oh, so people don't always change. That that would have been harsh. That would have been real harsh. But wouldn't it have kind of been like. Oh, it would have been better than I feel we like got. we would have gotten more yeah. out of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, there, there had been a recurring subject on this podcast that we haven't mentioned in a long time. Oh. And I feel like it, it, maybe there's a way that we can bring it back. I know what you're talking about. What, what is that? It's Mr. Swordfish. It is Mr. Swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How? How did a swordfish not leap from the water at some point in this? Now, no, I gotta say that is water. That is the type of water a swordfish lives in. I, I, I am. I'm pretty. Bu- I'm bummed. I'm bummed that a a literal swordfish, not the name of a covert operation, but an, an actual swordfish, did not make its way into this movie. You know what would have been even better now that I think about it. What's that? Now that I'm rewriting the ending of this movie. Oh my I I oh go. Madonna. Go. Yes. Taking off in the helicopter. As the helicopter is lifting off the ground. Yes. In the distance, mm-hmm. I'm doing this all with hand movements That's for very you. good. We see a green, I don't know, Cadillac of some sort. Sure. And we see Halle Berry and the other people that uh, were in Swordfish yes. holding a Swordfish okay, on the car. You- and <laughs> as the helicopter went up, okay, picture this. The camera, you see the in the like far, I, I would say it's probably in the far left-hand corner is where you see the car in Halle Berry. Yes. And then the camera slowly starts to go in uh-huh. on them. Uh-huh. And it ends on the Swordfish's eye. And the reflection you see in the Swordfish eye Madonna's body falling out of the helicopter. Okay, you really, you really want to see her fall from the helicopter? That's like, because again, it goes around, and it's like she really did love him. She was trying oh, to get out. Okay, sure. I was thinking the way that we could have brought in the plot of Swordfish with oh. the characters at least was, um, what if the shack was like one of Travolta's alter egos, like hideouts that, like, that's where he's been. You know, the oh next mission Adam, takes him to yes. the island. Or like, what if all of a sudden, why am I doing this? <laughs> you do like a robot. Hump, 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 hump. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just moving. Like, anyways, what if this was what I was thinking? I wish people could see like my body movements as I'm doing this. Um, okay. So they're in this hut and we don't know who is, whose hut this is. That's it, Adam. What if at one moment when they're in the hut, all of a sudden we see somebody like, you know, waddling out of the woods, carrying maybe like a swordfish that they just caught in the water. Uh, yes. And that's John Travolta. Yeah. Or Halle Berry or whoever else was in that movie. Swordfish. Hugh Jackman. I mean, you're sure. Getting you're, you're- <laughs> All I remember about the movie Swordfish is the fact that there was a swordfish in the movie. And, that's all and, I remember. And, and the, here's the great thing about that is you are you are like high on PCP right now because Stop, <laughs> Stop it. I'm sorry. I'm not. That's awful. I, I exposed that secret of yours. Um, she doesn't do PCP. What is PCP? I don't know. It's some kind of hallucinogen, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so I don't... I, here's, here's the truth. I don't have an unsung hero of this movie. Everybody who was a part of this movie should have been, like... I don't want to say shot. Like, non-fatally shot. Like, maybe shot in, like, the foot yeah. or something. I have an unsung hero. Do you? It is the person that once lived in the cabin. Ah, that's a good one. Because, oh, I guess I have one too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, just because um, they, yeah, they're the unsung hero. They built it and maybe they killed themselves right after Madonna crash landed when they saw how mean she was being. And they were like, uh-uh. <laughs> so, so you know that one moment that we both kind of like audibly like, ugh, that was, yeah. you know, when they, when they levitate in air for some reason. Like with the sun, like yes. There's that whole well over that whole, not just that bit, but like the minute before that. There's a song that's playing. I don't know the name of the song, but I've heard it in movies before. Um, 
and I actually really like the song. So I'm going to give my unsung hero to the lady who sang that song. And like, you don't even know who it is. I don't. That's awful. But listen, okay. Well, what I was just going to say before you like got mad at me was that <laughs> as I edit this podcast, I'm going to make a note. Hey, look this up and I'll link it to our Facebook page. But whatever. Maybe I won't because I'm such a pile of shit. Whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know who sings the song, but I, I like the song. And I was like, there you go. That would be my unsung hero. Because like like, I have... I, I honestly have very, very little positive things to say about this movie. Yeah. It is it is you quite know, bad. Another good unsung hero would be that ring just falling. Sure. Sure. Or how about the cigarette that he has somehow on the island? Like I said, this this island and that cabin with the perfect candles that were strewed all about. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Oh I my god! Know. So I, I, yeah, we're not. I don't want to give this movie any more time than it. Um, Melissa, is this a good bad movie or a bad bad movie? This is a bad bad movie. Oh fuck yeah! It is probably one of the worst. This is like, it's weird because I obviously know that something like Private Resort does a lot that I I don't like, like in terms of what it what it says societally. I think. But ultimately, like, I kind of find the stupid hijinks entertaining in a way. This is just like, I don't care. I don't yeah. care at all. And it's it's like hard to combat those two. But this is definitely one of the worst that we've talked about so far. Yeah. And I and it's crazy because obviously we had we actually had very fond things to say about Showtime last week. And again, in hindsight, showtime. it's like Showtime. I don't understand how that movie can be lumped in because that was also nominated for worst picture at the uh, Rassies. That that's tough. That's a tough beat because this is actually like in a league of its own. Yeah. Woof. Well, there you go. That's what we think. You said about in a league of its own. And then you made me think of two movies, a league of their own, which is a good movie. Indeed. And then the league of extraordinary gentlemen, which w- is also a good movie, which we covered and it's not a good movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's not um it's, it's better than this i will give you that mm-hmm. the league the, the league of extraordinary gentlemen is much better than swept away it is <laughs> uh but hey whatever that's that's what we think about swept away um i i hope that if you follow this podcast and you, you saw what we were talking about we somehow tricked you into watching this before listening because <laughs> i'm sorry you're not gonna watch it i'm after so listening. sorry um but uh hey thanks for tuning in you can find us on on facebook and on instagram uh we launch out of uh, out of anchor so you can listen to us there and google play and spotify and all the great places um we always take recommendations uh, both film and wine or whatever you know we're just open to to how we can make the podcast more fun um and and hey stay tuned for whatever our next movie is so uh until then i'm, I'm adam i'm Melissa, and, uh, and thanks for tuning in 